I, I, I've got a real soft spot for for that that organ. That's it's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> now I, I don't sound anything like Corey Henry. Uh, not I many people only, do though, so you know. <laughs> I can only wish. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Buckle up! You're listening to Terminal Exchange. everyone. Uh, this is episode nine of Terminal Exchange. So is it spring yet? Uh, some of you may be like me. Uh, I really don't actually mind the cold weather so much, but you know, I don't like the cold wind and I'm not a big fan of, you know, all the messiness that the rain and the snow and the, you know, the salt brings with it. And of course, taking extra time to start up the car and we'll let it warm up and clear off the uh, window and everything. It all just stinks. <laughs> to be honest, but, uh, you know, I'm sure many of you can relate. And so, you know, here's hoping to uh, get an early spring this year and uh, we'll see if that groundhog was right. Uh, in this week's feature exchange, I'm talking with news bomb driver turned driver manager, Chris Cheney. Uh, from the very start of our conversation, uh, everything that came out of Chris's mouth was just jam packed with wisdom and insight. He's, he's just got so, uh, he's, He's just got such an awesome approach to his daily life. That's such a great outlook. Um, if you've been listening to other episodes of Terminal Exchange, you, you know that most of our interviews uh, last around 45 to 50 minutes, give or take. And uh, that's even after cutting them down just a bit. But uh, as we're going along in Chris's interview, we got about 25-ish, maybe 30 minutes into talking and kind of hit a point where I was just really at a loss to figure out what in the world we could continue talking about because, you know, everything that we talked about up to that point was just so meaningful, so significant and rich that anything else I could think of to talk about just seemed so trivial and completely unimportant in comparison. So, you know, I think partly I felt like I was just taking so much in uh, that I hit uh, overload and just needed a moment to let our conversation sink in and, and settle a bit so that we could move on and, and continue our conversation. So uh, there is a lot here. So as, as, as you listen to this exchange, I, I want to challenge you to reflect on Chris's words and uh, consider how you can adjust your outlook uh, and mindset to prepare for the next thing you'll be facing. Um, Chris talks about his transition time in, in the car between home and work and, and how important that is for him. So uh, think about that as, as you're listening and, and how maybe you can apply some of the same uh, principles in your day-to-day life. And at the end of this episode, I invite you to stick around for a special treat. Here's to No Bad Days with Chris Cheney. Well, hey, Chris, thanks for sitting with me today and uh, sharing a little bit and kind of excited to see where this conversation goes. Thank you for having me. Tell me, uh, first off, uh, I think a lot of us around here know that you, uh, have been in trucking for a little bit. You haven't always been a driver manager. Correct. Um, so, uh, that you came off the road driving for Newsbomb first, yes. uh, before coming to the office. So, uh, tell me a little bit about, uh, getting into trucking and, and what that looked like for you. 
Wow. See, uh, I started trucking in 1995. Uh, I was actually driving down the interstate, and I saw a Schneider truck pass me, and it had that 1-800-44-PRIDE on the back end of it, and I had one of those old uh, block phones, the old communications phones from the Army, and I picked it up, <laughs> and I dialed, and it was Roman, and I you know, dialed the number, and they actually pretty much hired me on the phone, um, needed to go to a place called C1 Professionals out of uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, and that's where I would be trained. Okay. And um, I wanted a career in the military, and that didn't happen, so um, this was the next best thing, you know, to me to travel across the country. So I decided to go there, and it was uh, it was a blessing. Excellent. So, I mean, had you had thoughts prior to trucking being a possibility for you? I mean, with, with the idea of going into the military otherwise, and what appealed to you about, about trucking? Oh, certainly. Um, I have uh, several family members that are in trucking. Some have owned their own companies, you know, and things like that. And uh, a lot of this I found out after the fact, but um, it's always been something about trucks. When I was a little kid, it's mm-hmm. just, you know, traveling all over the country, you know, and looking out the back window and getting that trucker to blow his horn. I mean, it, it was Absolutely. just great. So, you know, it was something that I thought, you know what, I can do this. It was either that or get on a train and go across the country. But trucks always have attracted me. So, you know. So once you started, did you still think I can do this? Oh, certainly, certainly. I, I, I wanted to go all over the all over the world personally, but um, as far as a country, I mean, it's just um, just traveling. Traveling is like um, soothing music to me. Um, get in the truck, I, I get an opportunity to think, and uh, I can think clearly, and um, you know, I can uh, just um, just let myself kind of like go, if you will, uh, to just um, receive and be able to, you know go from there. So I, I, I've always loved trucking. It's just always been attracted to it. Awesome. So, so you talk about that kind of calming, soothing aspect of, of mm-hmm. the traveling and, and spending that time in the truck. You don't have that now uh, the same way anyway. I know you've got a little bit of a commute to the office, but mm-hmm. d- does that kind of scratch that itch or how else do you kind of... Uh, make that time for yourself. So this pre- this presented a, a unique challenge for me because um, before I can go out there and I can travel and travel and travel. And, and what I would do is I would spend a lot of time talking to God about different aspects of my life. And, and you know, um, that was my quiet time, if you will. And then when uh, asked to uh, consider coming into the office, um, it did two things. One, the, the challenge for me was... Um, I'd been away from home for so many years. Uh, This gave me the opportunity to be at home every night, uh, which comes with another set of challenges, which is being (laughs) home every night. And my wife was used to me being gone so much. So um, what it did was it has allowed our relationship and our marriage to blossom in another area um, because now I get to see her day to day, if you will. Um, I drive an hour in from my doorstep to here and an hour back. So what that allows me to do is um, I leave home and I take my hour drive to get ready for work. And then when I leave out the door, I take that hour drive home to get prepared for home um, because uh I'm changing, if you will, ministries. I'm changing jobs. I'm going from you know my work life to my home life. So um, it's it's a small tweak, but it's it's well um, 
uh, well received by me, and I think it's a blessing. Excellent. So I've got a kind of a twofold follow up to that. So you talk about uh, changing ministries there between being at work and being at home. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want you to kind of expound on that idea a little bit. But then, what are you doing in that hour drive to to prepare for that next uh, phase of the day? So, so that changing of ministries is just simply. Um, um, I believe my first ministry is my home, uh, and I believe that if home is not um, the where it where it needs to be, should be, ought to be, then no other uh, aspect of ministry would make any sense. What 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 would uh, come to pass as it should? Uh, so when I when I go away from home, it's like I'm I'm going away from my my first ministry, and I come here to share. In the ministry here at Newsbomb, and then what that does is it gives me um, the opportunity, to, and in some ways, to share my home ministry with my work ministry. And then when I go back home, I'm able to share from my work ministry back to my home ministry. So it's it's double folded here. It allows me to take some of the things, um, uh, positive things that uh, go on in my household, and actually be able to share them um, with a larger audience. And the same thing. Um, in the midst of that, um, taking that larger audience and then be able to go back. So it's all it's all full circle with me in that, in that area. Um, the hour the, the drive going back home, um, what it does is it it allows me to be very thankful to God for for the data He has provided for the challenges and the things I have faced. And what it does is allow me to. Um, change the guard, if you will. I, I I walk out the door and I close the door and I says, okay, Lord, I thank you for what you have allowed me to do on today. Hear, do, and be a part of. Now I ask that you would give me the grace, protect me as I go across to the house, but give me a new thing uh, as I'm driving. Give me something new to take home to my family. So they they understand that I can go through some things here, but that I would never bring it home because be, between here and there, there's been a change in my heart and uh, in my spirit about the day. That's fascinating to me. That's I don't think that's probably very typical for a lot of people to kind of, you know, have that mindset uh, to... Uh, I think a lot of us take a lot of work home with us, mm-hmm. you know, not meaning physically going home and doing work, but we, we take a lot of the baggage of work home. Yes. And yes. a lot of that can come out in, it's not necessarily constructive. Right. Right. To take that home. Th- there can be benefits there. Right. And as you said, you, you're, you're praying for, for something that you can take, Oh, certainly. you know, whether it be from home to work or vice versa. But, um, a lot of times, you know, we're almost asking our spouse just to share in our pain. Right, right, <laughs> of, exactly. Of, you're in a challenging position as a driver manager that every day presents something new right. for you. So what, what does ministering at work, what, what does that mean to you? What's that look like for you? How do you carry that out? Um, God says in this word to go ye therefore into the world and preach the gospel. And what my job here as a servant, as as a as a as a minister of his gospel is just to share his good news everywhere I go. Um, I believe that if you share that if you share that good news at home, then it makes it so much easier to share it 
in a larger audience. It 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 sounds odd because you're going from people that you know to sometimes strangers. Um, but when you're committed and it's in your heart to minister the word of God and, and, and just to share of the good news that he has, he has given us and the opportunity uh, that he gives us day by day to be able to talk to our brothers and our sisters. You know, I, I counted, um, I counted all joy. It's, it's, it's something that really means a lot to me. So when I walk in the door, when I, as a matter of fact, when I pull on a parking lot, I'm ready to minister. I'm ready to share. See, I know that someone is going to go through a challenge. Someone is going through a challenge. I understand that I'm going through some challenges, but there's someone who's going through far greater challenge than I. So if I can just say something, if I can smile at them a certain way, um, whatever I can do to bring joy to them. Um, the scripture says, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. So if I can do anything that God has given me to, and a lot of times when I'm driving across the road, I pray and ask God to uh, anoint me for today's assignment. That's my prayer every day. And there'll be times when I'll say something to someone here and I don't realize what they're going through, but it's something that God has shared with me and put in me to say, and I don't even know it, mm-hmm. and it changes their day. And I, I believe that if I can help someone, you know, someone helped me along the way. I, I wasn't always in this place in my life. You know, there's been several challenges in my life, but someone helped me. And and, and, and as we say, someone prayed for me, and had me on their mind. They took the time to pray for me. And that's what I want to be able to do here. Tell me a little bit about your journey of faith coming to this point uh, in life where uh, you have this focus on ministry. Uh, can you share a little bit about that background? I can. I can. Um, I was born, um, and two days after I was born, my mother gave me away. Um, it just so happened that she gave me to her dad, hmm. um, which is my grandfather, who I've called Pops okay. um, all my life. Um, he is 90 years old. Um, he's the head of the head deacon at our church, and he could have easily said, "I don't want this responsibility." Sure, but it was something in a, something in him that says, "Hey, I'm going to take on this responsibility." Um, and I moved through life. Um, I grew up in a Baptist church. I grew. I, my dad was the chairman of deacon then, so you know there was always something <laughs> to do. And if he was there, I wanted to be a part of it. And so basically, he became, if you will, um, he was my sergeant, if you will. He taught me um, how a man should conduct himself. He taught me how a man should treat um, his fellow brother and his fellow sister, and. That stuck with me. Um, I've always grown up with yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And that's ingrained in me. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's from the teaching. Um, he, he's always taught me to, to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I want to do better than just doing unto others, you know. Uh, so I came along and then I lived with him for, 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 quite, a, for quite some years. And then my mother um, who is now a part of our church, she wanted me back. So I went to live with her for a little bit here. And then um, about 12 years old, she left me again. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's devastation twice. Yeah. Um, but at that point, it was time for me to raise myself. And so I've pretty much since age 14, I've been on my own. 
really been on my own. What did um, that look? What's what when you say on your own? What did that look like for you? It was a scary time um, because even though I had all of this so so to speak training, um, I hadn't been able to use it. And so when you're on your own, when you're homeless, when you're, you know, scrapping from day to day trying to figure out what to do, um, it's it's one of those things that um, you feel betrayed, you feel. And one of the things that came across my mind is, God, why did you allow this to happen to me? I didn't blame him, but I questioned Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. You know, why did you allow this to happen to me? And it took some years for me to understand is he it was actually for my making. Um, it's hard to to share a testimony if you've never been tested. Um, so I went on through life and I made some not so good decisions always, you know, but um, um, the mercy and the hand of, of God was always on my life. And <clears throat> so I one day I I made this decision, Lord, I want to live the rest of my life pleasing you. And that wasn't an easy transition for me because I was young and, you know, young people tend to get into young people things. Right. Mm -hmm. So but I had my dad, my grandfather. um, And then there was my dad who who passed back here in April. Um, He was my stepdad, but he was also a pastor. And both of these men together taught me how to get my hands dirty, if you will, how to work. And I can't I could not have asked for more than two men who were the exact opposite, but were the same. (laughs) And so, you know, I grew up in that and I didn't really have a great relationship with my mother. Uh, When I turned 30 years old, my mother told me she loved me, changed my life because I never heard that. And here I was married and, and trying to figure out how to love my wife when I didn't really understand what love was. But you know what really taught me what love was? Was me falling in love with Christ. Hmm. That changed me. That That's what taught me how to love. And so I grew up and I moved on. I moved on. And I, I, I always felt in my life that, that God wanted to do something with my life. I just didn't feel like I was here for no reason. And through some thises and thats, I got into uh, music, which I still am. I got into engineering, which I still am. And I, I still, you know, do all kinds of other things. But I knew it was something that led up to this. And then the spoken word ministry, which is what I do mostly now, is what I believe he, uh, he eventually he had called me to do. So out of all these steps in life, he's given me all these different obstacles and these different challenges. But it was just for my making. It's a really incredible story and uh, heartbreaking at times, but it's, you know, I, I, I hope that there's somebody listening to this conversation that can, can find some hope in, yes. in, in your yes. story there. Yes. There is um, hope. Now you're, you're working here at Newsbomb, but outside of here, you, you're ministering in your church. Yes. And and you mentioned, you know, doing spoken word ministry. So you're you're teaching, you're you're spending time at the pulpit yes. and everything, right? So um what's that look for? I mean, is that a, a regular uh, I'll just say gig <laughs> for you? <laughs> it, it 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 is. It is. I um I 
I minister. I'm the assistant elder at, uh, at my church, Word for Life Apostolic Church in Urbana, uh, Illinois. And I'm working my way towards assistant pastor and then towards pastor. Um, I have a bishop and an overseer, um, that, uh, but I handle the day-to-day. So um, my plate's pretty full. Um, but what makes my plate light is everything that I do is ministry. So it's it doesn't everything fits in its own compartment, but it's all on the same plate. And it's a joy to have that, you know. So, you know, you, you leave home ministry to come to work ministry to go to your other ministry. It's it's just lovely. I I know nobody, nobody listening here can really can see the expression on your face right now. Um, but if I can describe what I'm seeing right here is just utter just you know, joy coming out of you. Yes. Uh, you know, the smile ear to ear. And you, you know, Philip, I'll be honest with you. I would not, there's no other place I'd rather be. Um, and what I mean by that is when, when you give Christ your life, you know, there'll be good days. There'll be some challenging days. See, I don't believe in a bad day. There's no such thing as a bad day. There's good days and there are challenging days. There's some days where you're going to be somewhat up and somewhat down. But I always remember this, that if God chose me for this, this assignment, he's, he will never leave me alone. And the thing is, I feel like no matter what I do, I'm representing him. And I put him first in everything. And I just expect a great return because of what I put in. This this noose bomb, and I'm pretty sure we're going to get to this um, noose bomb, but it is such a blessing in my life um, because what it's done, it's, it's allowed me to, and I, I, a lot of people don't understand this, this uh, place in my church is when it's God's church, but the church I, I you know I'm occupying in um, they're almost the same. And what I mean by that is I'm dealing with a congregation, but yet I have drivers that I deal with. It's like a congregation. Everyone has their own take. Everyone has sure. their own on this, that, and the other. And so I just remain in, in with the spirit of I want to help. I want to help. I want to help. I want to help. And he allows me to help. That is so cool. I appreciate that and, and the testimony that you uh, carry with you with that. Yes. You mentioned earlier that uh, you, you, you enjoy music yes. and and engineering. Um, you know, when you say music, are you playing an instrument, singing? What What are you doing? So, um, I, I play I play organ. Usually, I play that on Sundays. Um, are, we, I, are we talking like Hammond B three? Hammond B three. We have awesome. a, we have a Hammond B three. We actually have a baby grand piano. Okay. Um, we also have electric piano, which I play all three. Uh, I play drums. Uh, I also play bass guitar. Um, when it comes to singing, uh, my wife and, and, the, and the kids, they really can sing. Um, I can carry a note because I understand pitch and, sure. and tone and key. So, yes, I, I do that. And when it comes to the engineering part, um, yeah, I run, I run the mixing board. Um, I've, uh, I've torn out our sound system and redone the mm-hmm. sound. So mm-hmm. um, the, why, why, do, why do all of that? Because the scripture says, Make a joyful noise. 
right? So I, I'm not a professional at anything that I play, but I <laughs> I can relate to you. There. I understand. <laughs> I understand music. Um, I don't I don't read music. I play by ear. Okay. So I can understand music and um, the melody that David played on the harp in the Bible is what I think about when I'm playing for Christ. So that's why I do that. And, and as far as engineering is concerned, um, I've always wanted the production to be as though I was there. In other words, when you listen to a CD and you listen to a live set, you want to feel it. You want to feel like you were on the front row, I mean, right in front of the stage. And, and yeah. that's the kind of thing that I'm trying to produce. Um, so, so when you say you're producing that, I mean, is this for digital listening after you know, you're, you're recording something and then we can go back and play it, stream it somewhere? Or? Well, we're moving forward. Um, this is all some, something that some of what I'm doing is all new in okay. regards yeah. to this, but I'm recording every week and I'm trying to get everything laid out so we can um, stream and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So It's, it's, it's exciting to get that's in that. Coming. You're really speaking my language right now. Uh, that's I, I love you know the, the whole music and, and sound and, and doing all that. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been involved in, in all those things in church and, and it's, it's really fun you know, to, to use those abilities. You know. It is. Is, it yeah. is. It so, is. That that that's really cool. And uh, sometime I'm going to have to actually hear you uh, play oh, something. So good, good. Uh, Anytime. I'd enjoy that. Anytime. I'm a. Uh, you know. You know Corey Henry. Yes. Organ player. The, I, I, the greatest I, organ player. I love. I love listening to Corey Henry, and and playing and everything. Listen to his whole. You know the new gospel album that he's got. You know just the live show. So much fun. Yeah, I follow Corey Henry for five, for a bunch of years, and he is he is phenomenal. Yeah. I, I, I've got a real soft spot for for that that organ. That's it's sweet. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I, I don't sound anything like Corey Henry. Not I many people only, do though. So you know, <laughs> I can only wish. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, any other role models in your life? Um, you've mentioned. You know your your dad and your 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 pops. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody else that's kind of stepped in there and and uh, been a role model, or maybe even just in a single instance, has really influenced uh, you in a particular way. Um, so I had um, coming up in the in the church. I had um, several um, pastors that um, I work with that uh, had some type of impression on me, uh, whether it was through teaching or uh, so on and so forth. Um, my current overseer and bishop, um, Bishop Brian S. Allen, um, he's in Joliet, but he he's. Uh, plays a great part in my life and in ministry right now. Um, he's not very much older than I am, but, um, he, uh, he, he's, he's a, he's a person who, um, he, he goes past whatever point someone think is possible. (laughs) And, you know, and, and what happens with that is if you're a big dreamer, like I am, um, that helps, uh, motivate you. So, um, he's been very, very instrumental. On that idea of kind of a bit of mentorship, do you have anything to say towards our drivers um, and really anybody in general in life, the importance of having somebody like a mentor or somebody there that you can have conversations with, uh, hold you accountable? Can you speak to that a little bit? Yes, I can. Um, I, I do believe in accountability partners. I really do. And, and the reason being is because um, we, as humans, we hold ourselves to a certain standard. And 
sometimes we don't understand or we underestimate our true worth. And when you have an accountability partner or mentor, someone who's going to continue to help you push to those areas, um, I believe if you don't have that, you never really reach your your potential and um, they become unrealized dreams. Um, I was told that um, a lot of what you see in the graveyard are unrealized dreams. Hmm. And so I don't want to be that. I don't want to have that. So um, and I don't want that for anyone else. So whether you're a driver who 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 out there on the road, it's good to have a mentor, someone who can say, hey, listen, I've been there and I've done that. Let me help you get to the place where you want to be. Um, as I am even in ministry, spoken word ministry, I have a mentor that uh, accountability partner that says, hey, listen, um, What's your ideas? And, and that's a good thing. When someone takes into account your what you, what you have on your heart and on your mind, and then they help you try to reach that goal. And that even means when um, they have to step in and say, hey, have you considered this? And that's what a mentor does. He, he, he doesn't look at the negative, even if there are some things there. Um, but they focus on a positive and they do whatever they can to, to kind of help you, help mold you in a way um, that you should be. Um, we should all be modeling the you know be models to someone and so um i i i just i just feel if whatever time i have left on this side if i can model the behavior of christ and and, and the way he is then i've done my job yeah coming into the office here um has there been any struggles or big surprises in making that transition from the road to the office? Is there anything that's really kind of jumped out at you? Like you did not expect this, you know, coming in here that you've, you've had to work through. Being that I, I've never worked in an office, uh, <laughs> in this, in this type, in this field, um, I did not expect the warm warmth of welcoming that I got. Um, you know, coming from the outside here, I pretty much was my own bomb boss, if you will. Sure. I got my orders and I did my assignment. And here, then you're now giving orders, if you will, <laughs> to various ones. And um, what I did not expect is, you know, the warmth is, is almost overwhelming in here. I mean, it's it's like that big old hug that that you're just squeezing the life out of me, but <laughs> don't stop. And um, when I came into the office, I knew nothing about about this end. Um, you know, I always say I know the A to B. I need to learn to see the, the B to C. You know, I, I need to learn those other aspects of it. And um, in my mind and in my heart, I wanted to know it, you know. So I guess maybe that's what's helped because I want to know. But um, no, you know what? I, I have not had a bad day. I have not had really a challenging day because whenever something seems to kind of tilt a little bit towards that direction, someone comes up and says something that turns it all around. Hmm. And they don't even know what they're doing, <laughs> but it just happens. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just the just the standard challenges of learning the system, sure. you know, which, of course, I'm still learning. Um I will say this. I will make this statement. I believe that when you stop learning, you stop growing. Mm -hmm. And so I continue to learn every day. Um, 
And 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put a particular person up on a high horse real quick if I can. <laughs> and, and and that person is Brent Newsbaum. And reason why I'm saying this, and not because I work here, but because I've watched him be an example of someone who cares, and one who will come out of the office, come around and say hello and see how your day is going, not about. Hey, I need to tell you about this. That no, he's coming to see how your day is going, and I, I love that. And I just love the, the the fact that everyone is family here. You know, I thought I was going to be the odd person here. I really did when I first came <laughs> in the door, but no, it's been so welcoming. So, do you feel that your experience, you know, your years on the road, uh, allow you to connect with drivers in a more um, impactful way. I do. I do. Uh, when a driver makes a call into here, the, what, what the driver wants to hear is someone who understands what they go through. And being that I come in here, uh, well, when I came out of truck, I was at 20 years. I've seen some things on the road. I've been some places. I've been in some situations, and, you know, um, some potenti- potentially dangerous, you know, that's just trucking. Um, so when I pick up the phone and, and I, you know, I say, hey, I say, you know, dispatch Chris, you know, hey, what can I do? for? Hey, how's it going? So on and so forth. I think it's that 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 initial contact that can change the whole realm of your conversation. And, you know, drivers are calling here and says, hey, Chris, you used to drive. You should know this. You should know that. And <laughs> what I have to tell them is the longer I'm out of the truck, some of those things I'm not going to be, you know, up to date on. So I'll keep trying. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um, that's what they expect. And you know what? I believe that's what they get, you know. And honesty is is always the best policy. And, and I say to any driver, listen, if I don't know the answer, I will tell you, I don't know the answer, but I will find the answer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just good relationship building. Yeah. From your years on the road, is there a story that uh, you recount that you learned something or had just maybe it's just a, a particular experience uh, on the road that you, know, you can always recall? You'll never forget. Oh, wow. There are so many. <laughs> um they're just that many, you know. I mean, I, I can't really rate, you know, what was what was best or worse or, or whatnot. Um, or something you wish you had known before you, you you did that. Well, in in, in well, I, I think I was pretty prepped for this because this is something that I wanted to do, so I studied it. So. Um, when I got into it, it, you know, got into trucking, it was a little bit easier for mm-hmm. me. You know, even though um, even after I came out of class and my first load I ever took was to a place called Ote, California. And I had to do my own routing. And, and if you know that that was a story that I did do my own routing and I went across 70, across the Rockies and um, didn't have any snow chains and got there and they put out the chain law. <laughs> and you're thinking, OK, what I'm going to do now? And the plus is they made me sit on the side of the road there for, you know, in the little, um, the little parking area there for eight hours till the roads got clean. They allowed me to go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, things like that. I wish I had of 
had that opportunity to do that chaining first right. before I actually got into the situation, you know, because it could have turned, it could have turned deadly. You yeah, know? sure. Um, but uh, yeah, For, fortunately, it turned out to be a minor thing in the exactly. scheme. But exactly, exactly. I was blessed. Um, I was in one jackknife, and I wasn't driving. I was training a guy. And um, what's that experience like? We were going up 380 uh, uh, over in Iowa. Uh, and uh, what happened was we went from rain to sleet to snow to ice in mm. within five miles, yeah. five or so miles. And he told me, he says, hey, Chris, he said, hang on. I knew we were going. We were going north. But when we got stopped, the trailer, we were in the meeting, the trailer was stretched west to east and the tractor was facing back south. Right. And can you believe all we did was tore off a fairing and, and blew a tire <laughs> out of all of that? So so that so that was a blessing. It wasn't it really wasn't a scary moment. I just closed my eyes and went for the ride. <laughs> um I, I always believe, you know, I'm not ready to get out of here yet, but if it's my time, yeah. It's my time. So, you know, he brought me through that one. So how did your trainee feel? After that incident, you know what we went on with the load. We, yeah. we we got those things fixed and went on with the load. Of course, you know you have to go and do your random and things like that. But um, I think that he was actually a little confident uh, because I was in a truck. Hmm. I, I think that's what helped. And I'm not saying it was me per se, but I'm saying that there was someone there to. There was somebody there with him. He wasn't doing this alone, right? And it wasn't you should have did this and you should have did that. It's no. It, let's go back after we've finished this up and let's sit down and, and let's talk about what happened, what went wrong, what could have gone even worse, mm -hmm. and just be thankful that we made it through it. And yeah. actually, out of that, we became uh, better friends. Very cool. So you mentioned uh, earlier kind of wanting to travel the world. Have you had an opportunity to do, do more world traveling other than just here in these 48 states? Well, uh, no, but I will be going to Israel in uh, October. That's, um, that's, that, that's really a, awesome. I, that, that'd be kind of on my bucket list, I think. Yeah. I, I'm, so, I'm so stoked, if you will, about it because um, I read, as I read my, my Bible, I, I use my imagination, and now I get a chance to actually be there. Right. And see some of the things. And and um, it, I'm just stoked about that. And uh, uh, if something comes up where, you know, it doesn't happen, that's OK, because I, I, I say, OK, I want to make sure that I get the full experience. But now I want to go a little bit further when I say this. I want to make sure it's in God's timing. Right. I, I believe that it's 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 it'll happen. But I want it to be at the right time because um, I believe that me going there, it, there is a message out of that. I believe there is a series of 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 of, of messages that comes from there. So um, something that I can relate to the people mm -hmm. and, and kind of, you know, help um, uh, inspire. So are, are you going with a with a group or with family or? Yes, going with a group. Okay. With a group. Um our overseer and a bishop of our church, which is he's really sitting in as the um, interim pastor here until I get to that point where um, I get moved into that area. Um, so and there's a council of elders that we're all gone and wives and so on and so forth. So it's it's more or less it's twofold. It's one to get to really know each other 
outside mm-hmm. of the congregation, outside of our duties as, um, you know, ministers and elders and pastors, mm-hmm. but to just to get to know each other, you know, so it's, it's great. That's that'll, that'll be fun. So. My wife's not too excited about the about the flying part of it, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll just pray harder. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've talked to many people that have been over there. I've got a, a good friend that's made multiple trips to Israel, and uh, you know, actually, he's a storyteller and uh, you know, Bible storyteller, in fact, and uh, they do um, stories with the group in the places where they happened. And to, to, wow. to hear kind of the impact wow. of that is really neat. Uh, so uh, I, th- I think that'll be a fun experience for you. And, I, and I life, so. Life-changing, yes. in fact. So I, yes. I envy you a little bit yes. to do that. So It's going to be great. Um, there are a lot of places I've traveled. You know, I've traveled to the United States, and there are so many things over here yet that I haven't done. But this this right here, and my wife wants to go to Australia. We'll, we'll get on that later. But um, <laughs> I believe this is something right here that's just, it's meant to be. Right, yeah. it's that time. So yeah, awesome. Well, Chris, uh, before I let you go, uh, is there any um, uh, words of encouragement that you would uh, provide, uh, particularly to drivers or anybody uh, kind of going through any of those any downtimes or those that, that still have those bad days? Um, any encouragement that you'd you'd offer up? Yes, I want to I want to encourage every every driver out there who who um, has come into this um, this field thinking um, it's one thing, and then once you got into it, realize it's, it can be something else. I just wanted to encourage you to keep moving forward. Um, there was a... This past this past week, I, I ministered uh, uh, out of Isaiah, and I said my my topic to my lesson or my sermon was forget the past and move on. And the reason why I did that is because sometimes we can take one bad experience and we can keep pushing that forward, and we believe every experience is going to be bad, but that's not so. Um, I want to encourage every driver to give what you give to and you give to your best, you will receive that back. So there will be some good days and there'll be some challenging days. But remember, if you survive that day, that means you have another opportunity for the next day. Um, Don't ever feel that uh, you're not wanted because honestly, you're needed. You're needed. I heard not to just move freight, um, but this economy needs you. Um, your families need you. And, um, you know, as, as, a, as a news bomb employee, we need you. So um, just just know that um, on a side note that uh, Chris is here for you. And if you ever need to talk, you can call my phone and, and we can talk about things. You don't have to be uh, uh, I don't have to be your driver manager, um, but I am here to help um, uh I care about you as a driver just as much as your family does. And as the way I look at it, we're all family. So just be encouraged as you travel that road. As I always say, keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up. Words of uh, sage wisdom there. So, <laughs> Chris, thanks so much for taking time here and, uh, and sharing those thoughts and your story and, and offering up some encouragement there. Thank you for having me. Are you still listening? Uh, Remember that treat that I mentioned at the beginning of the show? Chris and I share a love for 
gospel, jazz, and funk artist, singer, and musician, Corey Henry. Corey Henry is just a phenomenal uh, organist uh, and just a lot of fun to listen to. Just his music exudes joy and happiness. Uh, So here's a little sample from his live album, The Revival. I really love the musicality and expression that he brings to his playing, especially in this song. Um, so, So here's Corey Henry on the organ playing an old gospel song that many of you will be familiar with. Precious Lord, take my hand. to Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of Nussbaum Transportation. Nussbaum is a recognized leader in over-the-road freight transportation. For more information on Nussbaum's dedicated and truckload services, visit Nussbaum.com. Drivers can expect different when driving for Nussbaum. Top pay, weekly guarantees, and excellent equipment are just the beginning. At Nussbaum, you're not just an employee, you're an employee owner. Find out more about driving for Newsbomb at newsbombjobs.com and hit apply now. Drive with purpose. Drive with Newsbomb. Thanks for listening to this episode of Terminal Exchange. With new episodes arriving every Tuesday, don't let FOMO get the best of you. Subscribe to our show anywhere you listen to podcasts to get every exchange as soon as it's released. Then go deeper into each exchange or listen to previous episodes at our podcast page terminalexchange.org.